Did Steven Soderbergh predict the coronavirus pandemic back in 2011 with his film Contagion? I, along with some friends of mine, discussed the movie Contagion, which is starting to spread, well, like a pandemic. So sit back and enjoy this very special Contagion edition of Small Screen Stories. Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is a podcast where I go through all the news of the week in the world of entertainment and pop culture, and I also review some stuff every now and then. However, this week is going to be slightly different. So I, along with two friends of mine, Alex and Axel, took the time to watch Contagion as it's been gaining a popularity on some streaming platforms. The main reason why we wanted to watch Contagion was because of the coronavirus pandemic and to see whether it's accurately predicted what's happening today. So just to give you a gist of the movie, here's Contagion's synopsis. Healthcare professionals, government officials and everyday people find themselves in the midst of a pandemic as the CDC works to find a cure. So the film stars Marion Cotillard, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, Brian Cranston and Jennifer Ely. That's a pretty good cast. And without any further ado, here's the conversation between Alex, Axel and myself in which we discuss Contagion. Enjoy. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, good. Hey. You Hi. I'm back here with uh, Alex and Axel. So, um, and this week we did discuss it a bit last week, but we're going to discuss Contagion, which is uh, is uh, it's got a lot of uh, a lot of traction online again. A lot of people seem to be watching it <laughs> with all this COVID nineteen stuff going on. So, uh, so we thought, why not watch it and have a little chat about it afterwards? Mm-hmm. So, first off. Uh, this is to both of you. What what did you think of Steven Soderbergh's 2011 movie about a pandemic? I really liked it. I mean, I I uh, I remember. I, I think I think I saw it in the cinema when it came out, and I thought it was really good then, and I still think it holds up. And it's got like, uh, yeah, it's just a very Soderbergh movie. It's very snappy and it's very tightly made and. Yeah, it's just high quality stuff. I like it. Are you on the same page, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I I I just love Steven Soderbergh. Uh, like as Alex was saying, I was gonna say it's a very Steven Soderbergh film. You, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've seen the Nick. Uh, he did a TV uh, show. I I saw the I saw the first episode and then kind of dropped off after that. It was but... just uh, I don't know why it felt like uh, as Alex said the the the, the pace. Because um, he he was the he was the cinematographer as well, I saw, yeah. and he does that on some other films. And I just thought the the pace was great. And and uh, I remember when this whole COVID thing, I was like, I want to watch Contagion because yeah. it was it was like it was like every um, every disaster movie that you the the you kind of a lot of disaster movies just are just ridiculous, but this one. I guess they tried to make it realistic and it yeah it feels definitely so you can definitely when you're watching it you can definitely feel how researched it is so it's uh, it's written by scott uh, zed burns who wrote i think they worked together on the informant yep which is a film i haven't seen i'm going to be honest and, that one uh, with matt damon when he's yeah, like overweight matt, yeah matt damon was in that and he he also wrote the born ultimatum oh really and yeah oh. and uh so like the 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 level the detail the attention to detail in this film uh, i was watching a lot of things around it like i was watching youtube videos of uh, there's a doctor that was taught that was talking about it from a medical point of view and he was talking about how how incredibly well researched 
this is. He, I mean, it, he does go into like, there are some things in it that are kind of Hollywoodized, like you wouldn't have one person doing one thing. You know how like, so first off, I think go over the cast. Like you've got Marion Cotillard, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, Brian Cranston. Yeah, uh, the Jennifer cast is incredible. Ely. It's just crazy. Like, I remember when uh, when Kate Winslet popped up. I was like, oh my god, like, this <laughs> yeah. is just, just kept coming with these. Like I was like, crazy. This is such yeah. a good cast. But one one thing this this doctor did say is that, that a lot there is a lot of just one person doing one thing, and he's like, that wouldn't happen. It would be a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how like Kate Winslet goes off to try and find places where so they can cure you know mm. a big area so they can um, have basically lots of people being cured in one area, yeah. and then Marie- Marion Cotillard goes and gets herself uh, kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> that 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 for me that for me was the was the more Hollywoody end. Uh, yeah, that whole Marion but- Cotillard was just like let's get. Like it's really sexy actress, and let's get her in Hong Kong. <laughs> it's another, it's yeah. another English language movie she stars in where she doesn't really get to do all that much. I know I it's just like she's. I mean, she's just so so gorgeous, and it's like it's yeah. just so Hollywood. Is it's like come on. I just uh, didn't, I didn't really like the the like her storyline. Really, what yeah. was her? Because I I watched it a couple of weeks ago. What? What does she do again? She goes. So, her her whole basically the the thing that she's doing is she's trying to work out who patient zero is. So yeah. she goes to China to try and figure out who the first person right, uh, yeah. infected was, and then she ends up getting um, kidnapped by her like the guy that's helping her just, over there. Just because say Hong Kong. Village. Say Hong Kong, yeah. not China. Just because yes. that might, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, yeah, it originates in Hong Kong. In this, yeah. And um, like she ends up getting kidnapped because yeah. he's like, uh, people in my village are dying and no one's helping us. So they they use her as uh, as leverage so that the you know they get the vaccines as a yeah. Possible. But I didn't really like. I get I get the message behind that that plot point, like mm. that there's people that are being left behind, and then it's like on a country level is kind of. Uh, you know, you're fighting for your own people, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I didn't really think it needed her being kidnapped for it. No, it was it was the uh, honestly that it was the plot line that I kind of was like, I don't think this is needed. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, it could have done it could have done without it. But then there are the the I suppose this the Soderberghian aspect of this movie is like the multi narrative aspect yeah, to it. Yeah. He does this a lot. In a, in a, I mean, in it does movie. feel like a TV show in a way because yeah, it's like you know you know it's just like that's the end of the episode is like my own Katia is kidnapped yeah. and it's like tun, 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 yeah. what's next but yeah it, it was yeah it was it was kind of very contrived you could just see them in the writing room being mm. like we need something right now yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> kidnap <laughs> like, okay let's just get a kidnapped <laughs> and yeah i just thought yeah not necessary probably another way i think just in terms of like the realist re, the realism of the rest of the movie that Although it wasn't like outrageously uh, unrealistic, it didn't quite fit in with the rest. Yeah, definitely. I think it got it got in the way a bit of yeah of the overall plot for me as well of, of the film, and it's it is the the aspect of the movie that's very Hollywoodized. But you know, you kind of have to take it for what it is, I suppose. At the end of the day, I mean, <laughs> would you feel there's any other parts that are Hollywoodized? 
Um, well, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna come up with something. But to be honest, I mean, I said it before the the fact that it's always one person doing one thing is very like mm. kind of Hollywood. It's like you know, whereas it would be a team of people. Um, apart from maybe maybe the beginning with the guy that gets run over. You know, he's he's obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I thought, yeah. I think just the whole like the severity of of how quickly the people die. I think yes. that's very yeah. That's it was very, it was yeah. based it was based on the SARS the two thousand two two thousand four SARS kind of well so that was an epidemic not a pandemic. Yeah. So but, the yeah. yeah. But the, the the thing that they really tried to keep as close as they possibly could to what I suppose it is the worst case scenario pandemic, which is like if you're gonna compare it to how it's going now that i mean they the the virus in this movie has a 20 percent death rate 25 yeah, I mean, it's enormous rate. it's crazy it's huge i mean which it's, is why it's it, not even close to the i was looking like it's not even close to the 2000 uh 1980 like the spanish flu you know the one that killed no. like i mean that to me is like i don't really understand the whole heavily researched part because it's completely ridiculous i mean well a lot, a lot of it a lot of it is based on so it's based on like different types of no but uh, uh, yeah of, of epidemic like one of them they based on yeah. the swine flu but if i've got them yeah. right in front of me um in order there's um the there's one in the 1890s it was point point five point one five percent death rate the spanish flu yeah. which killed between 17 and 100 million was at best 10 percent, but probably around five percent and then the rest are all under one percent so this is 30 percent i mean well that yeah that's a very hollywood aspect of it yeah so i mean it's like as yeah. i was saying it's like you know you, you they drop dead within a day it, i yeah, think they, they, need, they needed it for like a yeah, just to up the level of up the ante of uh, of this virus the getting around thing, yeah. because it's like a, it's like an hour and a half movie, two hour movie. Yeah. You kind of need long, to actually. keep the pace. Yeah, and the the I have to yeah the M E the it's M E V one is the 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 virus in it, the fictional virus, and it definitely it's like everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Basically, it's like yeah. you just basically drop dead after what is four or five days. I know, but yeah. I was I was like, you know, yeah, you're right, Axel. Like they have for the for the movie's sake, but because I guess if they made a film about a ninety year old with underlying cardiovascular <laughs> problems, yeah. like you're like, ah, oh, it's not that yeah. crazy. Yeah, and and fundamentally, I think. If we're going to say what's what's the message of this movie is that this whole thing is Gwyneth Paltrow's fault, or the chef's fault? It's the chef's like a lot fault. of things, really in life. <laughs> no, it's the chef's fault, man. For not washing his Dude, hands. Like, that yeah. guy was so that was gross. Yeah, he didn't wash his hands. Of course, it's I not know. going to be the Americans' fault in an American movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's funny watching it afterwards. Um, Alessia's like, "Well, it's clear what we need to do. We just need to like eradicate all bats." Well, <laughs> it's like, it's like, this this one is the same. It's it's very it, watching it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I suppose we're going to move on to the next bit of the conversation. Is how it relates to what's going on now. Is that this is they do think that's how it, how it came from bats, and I think it's ferrets being so close together, like COVID nineteen uh, bats, and they still don't really know. But it comes from animals in a, a, a market in Wuhan being yeah. so close together. Do they think it was a like a pandaren? 
Well, I, I mean, there are so many, I suppose it's still not really known what's hap- what, how COVID-19 started, really. Yeah. There, there are theories, but no one really knows. But it does generate, I think it, it does originate from that market in Wuhan, which incidentally, I found out is, has been reopened. It's crazy. I mean, there's reports that, I mean, there's a lot now um, from yeah. a lab. You know, it's come from a lab. I don't, I don't even think that's conspiratorial anymore. Even my mum told me about that. <laughs> my mum is saying that, oh, there's there's a lot of reports saying, because there's, there's one vo- virology centre in all of China that mm. deals with, um, um, that, has, that houses all the vi- viruses, and it's in yeah. Wuhan. And there's a lot, not not to say it's intentional necessarily, but that there's that there was like some mismanagement mm. or something. Well, Going back to contagion, there's a lot of it at the beginning where you know you're having it's like uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, I think his name is Cheever's, is it Ch- Cheever, Dr. Cheever, is, is having meetings with like military officials and they're saying that this could be a uh, it's like biological warfare, yeah. So there's a lot of that, and then I, I know um, you mentioned last week something about Jude Law's character, Alex, mm. that you thought was uh, I, can't, I can never pronounce his last name in this, Hrumweedy. Think. That's his name in the in the in in the movie. Oh, yeah, he's like um, he's a cons. They or on 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 Wikipedia they call him a conspiracy theorist, but he's a journalistic. Uh, he's a a, a a medical journalist. Let's call him. Mm. Yeah, and he has a very popular blog. What what did you think of his character? Well, I love that bit when um, he's on the news, uh, like yeah. the the kind of mainstream news. This 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 alternative news guys on the mainstream news. Um, and I was looking at online uh, online and what, what what they were thinking with that character, and that they were also they wanted a parallel in the pandemics. There are people that are trying to um, suggest like meds, uh, sort of certain chemicals and substances that are. Mm. You know they want to be the first ones, um, yeah, to kind of report on it and stuff. But it, I, I just thought it. I don't know. I thought it had everything. The film because it, you know, it, it had that character which was represents so much, which is the online, the whole online response. It's just been crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Two thousand nine. I wasn't very conscious for the flu pandemic and the swine flu, but yeah, like right now, it's it's the online. I mean, it's crazy what's going on online sort of the amount of distrust disinformation um and yeah he's got quite um he's got quite an eerie feel though the character did you guys feel like i don't know there's something a yeah, little i think that's true law i think that's probably a lot of Jude law more than the right necessary i don't know but i don't know what, what he brings to the character yeah i feel like he, he's he so makes great. Him a bit creepy yeah he's such a great yeah, I, I really liked it like Jude law yeah. it's like normally well, I just like the fact that he picks that he has like bad teeth and that he's like Australian, yeah. I think, mm. based on his accent. He's got a limp. So he's like this really kind of weird guy. Yeah. And I quite like the, the way he portrayed him. I also found it quite interesting how he's actually um, in the film. I didn't, when I watched this again, I was like, oh, actually, I didn't realize this the first time. He he knows the guy that manages to isolate the, vi- the, the virus. He manages to grow. It's um, <laughs> Mr. Geller from Friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the, he's like uh, the one actor I just can never take seriously. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah but that again i was looking into it and apparently a lot of that is based on on stuff that's actually happened in the past where um scientists have been told to bin everything because they can't let things get out of hand mm. and they don't and they just work on it in secret mm. and that was really interesting i thought that you know that the the links the way a lot of the stories interlink i found really quite cool to be honest after watching it i hadn't realized it the first time yeah i mean they're all like uh, what's what's great is that there's there is really a s- drama you know surrounding every character in their own situation and yeah even some of it's contrived like uh you know the matt damon and his daughter and the guy and mm. but there are moments you know where and matt damon's just always so good i don't know yeah. he's just he's so matt damon i mean I, I know why they always work with him but uh like the scene when he's told that is his wife's past yeah, like, like how do you approach that as an actor? Like you overact, you underact, like you know, you, and it must that must be quite a day when you walk in. You're like, right, today you got to like, you got to pretend you, you don't yeah. see it coming. But not just that. He not only does she die, he then learns that she's yeah. been cheating on him. Yeah. No, <laughs> so it's it's like, like that's a great role, and and yeah, every yeah. character and like Roland Fishburne, it's not black and white. Like he yeah. he helps his, you know, I, I think it's it's a very it's, it's 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 really you know and then Kate Winslet dies on his watch kind of thing and and when yeah. she dies I, was, I mean no spoiler whatever sorry but it's been a few years oh, it's, yeah it's fine it's, uh, it's, it's, we're doing a film club type yeah. thing so I mean when she dies I was like oh my god you know I'm, I yeah. think that they had to do that just to sort of drive home the severity it's for me it was when she gets when she realizes that she's been infected yeah and then it's like oh god it's like yeah then you're death sentence. Yeah, then isn't like that she's, what is it, the scene where, where she's just like woken up and she's coughing and then it cuts to the yeah. next scene, it's just her body or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. But that's just how it is. Yeah. 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 But it also, for me, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I know this kind of sounds a bit weird, but it kind of, this whole COVID-19 thing is, that, you know, you do get really worried about what's going on. And for me, it kind of, put my mind at ease because i'm like this is like a this is like a worst case scenario type thing but it does make you realize that the cdc and things like that they are they are institutions that they're incredibly clever people that are constantly working on this sort of stuff so i mean i don't know kind of in a weird way put my mind at ease i don't know about you guys from no, I mean totally. Me, I mean, I I think it's what led me into uh, my skepticism, actually, because yeah. I I really watched it really right at the beginning, um, and then all all that put me at ease was the number, like thirty percent, mm. uh, and at the time we were talking about was it two three percent death rate, which it was three three percent to begin which, with, and then it's gone down, which would be huge yeah. actually, but it's yeah. it's it's I mean it was. It remains to be seen, but it, the people are talking about it being zero point one. Like in a year, they they people say we'll we'll find it to be zero point one, yeah. which is basically like seasonal flu, like a bad seasonal mm. flu. But yeah, like when I thought thirty percent, I thought, hang on, um, that's <laughs> I mean that gets crazy, and but it's it's yeah. also it's also the speed of it as well, and and manner in which people die in that, how, yeah. how many how many people die in the film is it like 150 million people or something i i can't i can't remember but yeah it's it's a crazy amount of people yeah. the, the the other thing that I, I learned from this this video of this um the doctor that i was watching talking about it he was like 
the thing that really it doesn't but it didn't bug him but he was like this is very hollywood is how quickly they managed to make um a vaccine yeah that would not happen in real life it's yeah. like it takes ages how long but does it take did, in the in the film it's six months i think it took and he's like that is far too quick but he did say um, there's a there's a bit in the in the movie that I found quite interesting is the the doctor who she inoculates herself before going to see her her father that's got the virus, yeah. and um, you know that's how they find out that the vaccine works is because she didn't get infected, and um, and he said that actually is is kind of a trait in, in in medical science is that these a lot of these people will just inoculate themselves because they know how long it takes to get human trials off you know off up and running mm-hmm. so they're just like well i'll do it myself and it, it does make you for me i suppose one of the reasons why i was kind of reassured by this is that these people this they're kind of heroes like you know they're and they're unsung heroes i think a lot of the time and they'll do anything to to make sure there's a cure and it kind of it, it i suppose it reaffirmed my faith in a, in a, in a lot of in in science i suppose yeah, I'm not so I sure. Know, I know you're less, yeah, that's yeah. why I wanted to come on to this. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just actually reading about, um, I was reading about swine flu, because again, do you guys remember, like, do you guys, do you remember that? I didn't remember much of it. Do you guys remember? I remember being at school and it kind of coming and going very quickly. Yeah, so, I, don't, I didn't remember reading up on it. But like, we didn't have lockdown, we didn't have all that stuff, no. but you know, the amount of people that died, I mean, that was like quite uh, localized in in was it South America? No, yeah, South America, it right? Was, yeah, I mean, it was all over America and South America. It was all over though. It was all people over. did get it here. I remember like, people did get it in Europe. Half is is between three hundred and half a million died, which is yeah. what we're on track for. I get in my estimate, but well, who I'm not an expert, but the there's like. Um, so as on this is on Wikipedia, accusations of conflict of interest. So there's a a, a very prominent German doctor um, mm. that came out and said uh, this is a false pandemic. Uh, he says, you know, so he's the health committee of the Council of Europe claimed major firms of so uh, pharmaceutical major firms had organized a campaign quote campaign of panic to put pressure on the World Health Organization to declare a false pandemic quote to sell vaccines. I mean that's mm. that's my big thing is like how sort of antidote driven we are when mm. when you know I, I don't think that's what we should be aiming for so much is like a vaccine for something natural um and that we should go on the way we live afterwards like you know I think a lot of the reasons we're so at risk is because we lead such lifestyles that lead us to have such high blood pressure cardiovascular problems you know they, they say there's a study saying that pollution's biggest driver of deaths uh, of, oh, co- of covid yeah, of covid19 yeah. and the 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 amount of people black people dead, dead in the u.s is astounding that proportion yeah it's just like the lifestyle more than the actual so the vaccine itself isn't really is is it's not even a it's just a short-term maybe a short-term solution Maybe that's what we want. We want a short-term solution, but and that's without going into the long-term effects of injecting what we don't really know the the long-term ten, fifteen years down the line, what vaccine can do. Hmm. But you know, if 
if people were calling out and saying that it's like this guy was saying it's one of the greatest medicine scandals of the century uh he said that the false pandemic campaign began in mexico city and i don't know i'm not going to read the whole thing but uh yeah so if that if he thinks that was a that was a scandal like i don't know what today is you know right now because i think it is i think it's all vaccine driven um uh, because it's sort of Bill Gates's biggest fund of WH show, and WH show is the ones that you know that are calling the shots, and they're the ones that kind of talk. You know, they 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 have all the medical control over the messaging and what people should do. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's like I I totally. It's not to disregard science, but also I feel like there's a lot of doctors right now who are saying there's a lot of uh, bogus science going around right now there definitely is mm. like that's um I, I don't think you can refute that the pro the problem i i think um I, when i look at this sort of thing i think there's a different i do know what you mean especially when it's american led i always worry a bit i know that sounds a bit silly but it's like because the way the way the medical world is in the US is very different to how it is over here. I suppose it's more of a business mm. um, in the US. It's true. Although the WHO will will have an impact worldwide. Yeah, and that's the yeah, thing is like we're talking last week about oh the US isn't Europe, but the US is the biggest funder of the WHO, mm. and we're all at the mercy of the WHO. Although Trump has cut the funding. Well, he's talked about. It. I mean, he's he's just a gangster, that guy. I mean, who yeah. knows? But 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 the second biggest funder is Bill Gates. So there you go. He hasn't yeah. he hasn't stopped, he hasn't stopped this. I mean, like well, what, what are they? What are you? What are they starting to win? Who? Just more sales of the of the vaccine. Yeah, because it's all patented. Well, <clears throat> this is the yeah, it, and there is there is that issue, but I do I, I think this is. For me, when I look at that, I think it is a, it is an American issue. Oh. Is that the way the way they sell vaccines is very questionable? And um, the the one thing I found interesting about this film was how they decided to distribute the vaccines in the movie. I don't know if you noticed this; it was lottery based, mm. based yeah. on birth date, which which I was a bit like, well, I suppose if you're going to do it one way. That's one way of doing it. I don't know. I also I found the official number of death toll in in the movie is twenty six million worldwide. Wow, is, that's great. That's, that's crazy. Huge, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um. But I mean, re- rewatching this film. I, first off, it's been in like the top ten most watched things in Netflix over the last month. Oh yeah, is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix in the UK. This is the UK. I don't know about Belgium. Yeah, I don't know if it is. Uh, I think you had to yeah. watch it elsewhere yeah. and other means. <laughs> yeah. Legal, I Any... hope. Legal always. <laughs> right. You yeah. got to give Soderbergh that money, you know? Yeah. And Michael Cotillard. Yeah, I think it's really good. But I was looking it up, so I was getting some trivia on the film. I don't know if yeah. I don't know what direction we want to take this conversation, but I got some great, great trivia points on the contagion. Go on. Uh, so the voice of uh, the guy that Gwyneth Paltrow is cheating Matt Damon on. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so say that again. So the voice of the guy that Gwyneth Paltrow's character is cheating uh, with mm. is Steven Soderbergh's voice. Get out! Oh. Damn it! 
<laughs> real good, man. Real good. Dirty. Um, apparently, it was released on IMAX format. Mm. Didn't really feel like get, IMAX. I, 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 are you going through IMDb's trivia right now? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, well researched. Yeah. So like, uh, so Gwyneth Paltrow as well. She spent three days on the movie. That's it. Which I That's guess she's it, not yeah. in it for that long, actually. I guess she's got one casino scene, one uh, peanut scene where she eats peanuts. Dies. And then and then and then a death scene. That's still quite a lot for three. She days. she does, but she does bookend the movie. That's a lot. So she's the start and end of That's the movie. That's true. That's the most important yeah. thing, really. Yeah, and she's uh, she's the reason why. Like she's literally patient zero, isn't she? She's the reason. Yeah. 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 And um and yeah, and you also see um her scalp, which is nice. It's lovely. Lovely scalp. <laughs> I mean I mean I've got to give it to her. Her 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 like uh sort of when she goes into a like some kind yeah. of an- anaphylactic seizure, yeah, shock. Whatever, yeah. yeah. That was pretty believable. That was really and then in, yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, again, she, very that was, she pulled it off. Yeah. It's a really powerful scene, especially when the kid comes in. Yeah. And like, and, uh, and like you know, and Matt Damon is just so Matt Damon. He's just so yeah, like fumbling so around like <laughs> just, just but I was half I was half expecting this movie to kind of turn into like the born, you know, the born ultimate Matt Damon versus the virus. When I first watched it, I remember thinking, "Oh, well he's going to solve it." You know, I was, I suppose I was younger and I was more more like into Matt Damon action mode. But I don't know. I remember when I first saw the poster, I thought Matt Damon's character I thought it was actually played by um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, Don't say Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Leave the guys alone. I actually did. I, oh, I remember man, can first you imagine? And... It should do a remake. It should do a remake <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg. Everything's the same, but it's Mark Wahlberg. Hi, how you doing? How you? Oh, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's dead. What? Yeah. What that that about? that. <laughs> hey, let me talk to you. <laughs> yeah. How? What do you mean, my wife's dead? Yeah. Yeah. Come here. That, come here. Come talk to me. Yeah. That, that scene would have been very different with Mark Wahlberg. We should try and recast the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> See what else we can. Um... Uh, I mean, my my uncle Tia has to stay though. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise, it doesn't work. The film doesn't work. Yeah. Also, you get like uh, Lea Lea Seydoux in her place. Yeah, yeah, Lea Seydoux. You could get. Exactly. I think Sam, one, Samuel I think... Jackson is. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> I would say, like, I honestly think Jude Law is perfectly cast. In He's so film. great. I can't, I can't He's really good. Else. Can we do a podcast on Jude Law? Just like a one episode on just, <laughs> top Jude ten Law. best Jude, Jude Law him, films. There are there are a lot of movies he's in where he like has fake teeth. I've noticed he's in that yeah. film. Yeah, um, in, oh, funny um, enough, this is also a movie where uh, the talented Mr. Ripley cast is is back together. Ah, yeah, it is. Although they never share a scene. They well, Jude Law, and, uh, Jude Law no. doesn't share a scene with the other two. No. Oh, is Fun it, fact. Is it that's Paltrow? also uh, IMDb trivia. Pal- yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow is in uh, the talented uh, Mr. Ripley. Yeah. 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 Other fun that. fact. Other fun fact: the music in this movie is done by the same guy that did the music in Drive. It's Cliff Martinez. Cliff oh. Martinez. Yeah, but um, what I was gonna say, Jude Law. There's that film he did with um, Road to Perdition. Yeah. Yes. You know he yes. plays the. Oh kid, yeah. And there he's he creepy. He has fake teeth in that. Yeah, he's got bad teeth in that one as well. Yeah. We should we should do an episode on his teeth. 
choice. Maybe those are his actual teeth, and then in between movies, he's actually got like fake teeth in. Yeah. Um, do, do you think do you think this movie is maybe forgot well not now anymore but before the uh, the whole COVID-19 thing uh, started do you think it was a bit forgotten as a Steven Soderbergh film uh, no no I don't yeah no I mean maybe <laughs> I don't know I think, I mean, I think... So if you compare it to like his other huge movies like the Ocean series and yeah what else did he do and Logan Lucky did recently Magic Which Mike. Which is all right. Magic Mike. I mean, uh, he's been around for a while. He's done uh, that Che movie. Che Part 1 and 2. Did you ever watch that? Oh, did he, I didn't yeah, know he did yeah. that. He's he amazing. His, he's got such yeah. a variety. Yeah. And then, he, and then he did The Nick, which I, I... So one of the only TV shows I actually... Uh, like in terms of the season 1, 2, 3, I actually watched the whole first season of it. Because it was he so also, good with Clive He directed Aaron Brockovich as well. Did he? Yeah, what else you got? That's, that's the one he no, got the Oscar sex... for, right? No, it was traffic. Did he do? Oh. Did he do uh, side effects? Yes, yeah, he did. man, Wait. that did film he? is so. Yeah, he did side effects. He's yeah. so he, he's. He, I mean, that film is mm. so good. It's creepy. He, his he's last, sure. his last film. Yes, he definitely. And Jude Law, got his... Jude Law is in that, and he's great. He's the doctor. He's so great in that. But he's not not a director. I'm I'm actually on an IMDb page now. He 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 directed Side Effects definitely. All right. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna check now myself. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh oh. It's here. It's here. It says oh, it says here. It says, it says that Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Wait, what? Directed. Director yeah. Steven Soderbergh. What year? Oh yeah. 2013. 2013. Yeah. Wow. Man, and, and the thing. Again, right? Have you seen this film, Exo? Yeah, but I haven't. I might watch it again actually after this because I completely forgot about it. I think I was, yeah, I saw it. And I remember it being very good. The film, the film, the the film that I think I'm, I don't know if you guys watched it, but Sex Lies and Videotape is is. Really I've not good. seen that. I haven't that, seen that's it. One of his, that's let's, one of his early let's films. Let's go through his film. I mean. It, I mean, he's got a lot, but not a crazy amount either. I mean, I guess. But he's done some but, great stuff, like. <laughs> Traffic is really good. Oh, he did traffic. Remember that. Oh my god, that's amazing. And I think I've seen Out of Sight. Is that with that's with like George Clooney, right? I haven't seen Out of Sight. Solaris. Yeah, he did do he did do Out of Sight. Is Solaris yeah. good? Solaris. Solaris. Yeah, that's that's all right Solaris. actually. Yeah. That's a um, remake, right? Yeah, it's a remake. And again, I think George Clooney's in that as well. Haywire. With, oh, yeah. with uh, hey, hey, why with Channing uh, Tatum? And <laughs> what happened to Channing Tatum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, Channing he, Tatum. I mean, he did, he did Magic Mike. They did a couple of films together, but, um, and um, but the the thing yeah, with Steven Soderbergh is, is every every like five years he says he's going to. Retire. I know, yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he makes another movie. <laughs> well, I remember, like, I remember, I heard he was going to retire, and then he did like he he did uh, the Nick all by himself. Yeah. Like, he he. Uh, cinematographer director he edited it he i don't think he did the music but he just did everything yeah right after right after he said i'm gonna retire and then he woke up was like no nah, i'm gonna do a whole tv show <laughs> i think he just gets bored he made this movie uh completely filmed on an iphone insane yeah, yeah really he good. did high yeah. flying bird as well after that yeah that's really good i think that's on netflix high flying bird because i watched it it's it's kind of like a cover like a 
it's like five conversations but put in a movie kind yeah of thing. it's just but this, this is the thing about steven soderbergh is he he has a definite style but he's always trying to do something different with his films mm. so it's like before contagion came out every pandemic movie that ever that was ever made before this was utterly ridiculous mm. like really ridiculous i mean i know i know there are elements of um of contagion that are hollywoodized and we've spoken about them but it's still pretty realistic and it's as realistic as you're going to get a Hollywood film to be mm. uh, in this sense. I think, I think we can all agree on that. And um, then if you look at his other movies, he's always trying to do something different. Like Unsane, he's like, I want to film a movie completely on an iPhone, which is like, have you seen that? It had been done before. Yeah, I have. It's really good. It's, um, it's the uh, Claire. Claire uh, uh, it looks great. It is interesting. It's not his best, That's but best. It's, I, I think he. I think it's. I think it's worth watching. Mm. Yeah, but then again, I think any Steven Soderbergh film is worth watching. Definitely, yeah, he's good, man. He's really good. Like, if you ever have you guys seen the? And I keep going on about it, but I just seen a, a, one of the one of the films he's done. That one you're talking about, Axel. Uh, you saw Netflix. Um, oh, the high flying bird. Yeah, the main guy is in. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy from the Nick, and he's. Yeah. Uh, it's just such ah, oh, such a great show. Well, I think that 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 came from him wanting to do Moneyball, and it, yeah, he was going to direct Moneyball, and it all fell through for him. And then he just left it, and then he's like, "Look, I've still got this idea that I want to do," and he just did it for Netflix. So it's like, yeah, he's just one of those guys that just kind of does any, he does whatever he wants, and he goes, oh, "I'm going to do this." He was also a Scientologist. No. Uh, yes, he was. He was. was, and he's if you, he was if you watch the documentary. Um, oh shoot, oh yeah. Uh, no. Going, going, going clear. Watch, watch. Going clear. Watch the documentary. Going clear. He's he's one of the main interviewees in that movie, and he talks about being part of mm. uh, Scientology and how they brainwash you and stuff. And it's really interesting. Mm, yeah, I remember it's that. It's a really, really interesting documentary. And uh, he talks about how he got out of it. It's very difficult. Um, yeah. He's an interesting guy. And I uh, I think Contagion is... I would definitely recommend it. Do you, would you guys recommend it? Oh, for sure. I mean... Yeah, definitely. I don't think it was forgotten because at least... I don't know, I can only speak for myself. But, you know, it came straight to mind. It was like, man... I gotta watch that contagion. See, yeah, same here actually. Because of this outbreak, I it yeah it came to mind as well. I agree. But my point, my point was, if you're going to think of a Steven Soderbergh film, I don't think Contagion before now would have been what, one of the what first would you think of? Well, for me, it was Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah. it's like the Steven Soderbergh film, and um, and then I suppose, I mean, I really liked Logan Lucky. I thought that was really fun. Was that good? But yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's one of his fun movies. You know, he has a lot of these kind of fun kind of Hollywood movies, mm. and that was one of them. I would say that Contagion is better than any of those, really. Um, I'd also say that um, Sex, Lies, and Videotapes is is really good. I mean, it does fizzle out, the movie, Contagion. That was yes, my only thing. Yes. It, it's a yeah. fizzler. Um, yeah. when, it, when it ended, I was like, yeah, because... It just, it was smart, you know, like showing the cause. Actually, we didn't talk about, I didn't notice my roommate told me that it was the, the bats was because of the bird, the, the deforestation going on. Yes, it was. So yes. it really loops in so much stuff. Yeah. But, it, but, uh, it, but as, as far as like a film ending, it wasn't super strong, I would say. It was more like the idea was strong. 
But I it think ends with it's... A, it ends with a handshake, doesn't it? It ends, ends with a handshake. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else they can end it to be honest, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it just ends that like uh, they're gonna make it through it. The vaccines are. I mean, it's just yeah. in line with the the realism of the rest of the True. movie. That it's not True. like it's not fantastical. The ending. It's kind of oh, okay, let's carry on with our lives and see. I will. It. I will admit. I will admit that if twenty six million people died, I think that would be something that <laughs> would be an incredible mental strain and i think most people would be severely depressed because yeah. someone i mean that would they're a movie that is 26 million people what's the, i don't know what the percentage of that is of like the human population but it's, it's a pretty significant one i mean there's there's someone right now coming out with a great movie on quarantining like self-isolation right now i bet someone's coming up with yeah. a great script yeah. for yeah for what it's like to be in there but post pandemic yeah i wanted to mention though like the worst scene of the film though <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that u2 scene do you remember that oh, what when he puts u2 on for his uh daughter's prom night oh, oh yeah yeah oh yeah. my god no i forgot about that no, actually no way no that's way. really painful yeah oh my I god i was just like as if as if he didn't mean to put u2 but u2 just played <laughs> itself <laughs> Or you, the U U2's got a way of doing that. It's like getting onto. Yeah, it's like Steven, <laughs> Steven, you got the money. You just got to play U2 in a scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh god damn it! I bet it. I bet it. I bet it was that as well. You know, I bet it was. It's like it's like oh god, Bono made his way in somehow into this whole yeah. situation. <laughs> and it, it felt a bit out of place. Yeah. Um, but I, I seem to remember you having issues anyway with hearing U2 in films. Did I? I don't know. Maybe. I remember watching. I think it was because it was a movie that was a French movie and it had U two in it, and you're like, oh, "It's a French movie. They should put French music." Oh no, in that, that was um, that was uh, Oasis. Was it? Oasis? Yeah, it was in oh, um, that. that film Mummy, the yeah. Quebecois uh, film. And you just you just put oh yeah, you just put like all the like, you just it's like putting some forty one in a film for me. It's like, <laughs> of course, it's gonna bring up emotions. You know, you just yeah. put in Wonderwall. In a film, yeah, it's I don't like, get the music choice in that movie. To be honest, put, it's some, it, it kind of fits in with the, yeah, I don't know. Like put Lana Del Rey on at one point. Type of the characters, is that? Yeah, it's it's like, uh, uh, I was just like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? And everyone and every, everyone's like. Oh my god, that scene with Wonderwall! I was like, "Well, it's Wonderwall, man! It's gonna be amazing." I think, I think with that scene, it's more to do with like the aspect ratio stuff yeah. as well because that, that's the moment where he pushes the sides out, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But the whole um, what's it called? The montage at the end that really, really got me going. Like, oh, like the was, what if montage? Yeah, it was really, really hit hit home. It was I, really that, I, th- I, th- I think that's. Uh, I've forgotten the director's name now. The, the, Xavier Dolan. The Canadian. Xavier Dolan. I think that's a conversation for a whole other podcast. podcast. Xavier, yeah. Xavier, Xavier yes. Dolan's oeuvre. Not, well, not one that... that I'm willing to, to have, actually. I've <laughs> got to say. And there's a lot more I'd rather. No offense. Like is, that, is that how we have to have to round off this, this podcast? Do we choose the next movie? Yeah, someone, some, one of you chooses the next movie. I think that's the best way to do it. Should we go around? Okay. Right now, or, or off? I mean, well, I didn't. I haven't really given it any thought. I, I've actually given it one thought. 
But but maybe we can, on, we can talk about on, we, say, say, say which yeah, movie you think we should do it. next. But then if we don't do it, they're going to be like, oh, they didn't do the one he mentioned. Ah, but, but okay. Well, I, mean, I don't think maybe that it shouldn't be discussed and, and we should. Isn't it like a. Okay, okay. Where like a book, uh, how do you do it in a book club? Do you just bring your own book and everyone has to no, read no, it and no, discuss? No, no. You, you have to, you have to come up. With every every it, it rotates. The movie. Like okay, one, yeah. one person. Yeah, yeah. Then go for it, and then we'll we'll do that one, I guess. Um, okay. Hostiles. Some... Ah, oh, oh yes. Oh. That's, oh, that's good, a good man. One. That's a good one. It just I came. It just came to me when I was in the shower. And uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I really liked having a good chat about that. Wait, that's really, that's the one of Christian Bale and the yeah. Cowboys and the Indians. Yeah. yeah. That's not 310 to Yuma. That's not yeah. 310 to Yuma. That's a great movie. It is, huh? Um, well, if, maybe it, we don't need to do that. I mean, it's just we've just done the podcast right now. It's just great. We can move on. I think next next time Hostiles is an interesting one because that can that you can we can then talk about um, Christian Bale and um, it also the the rise of uh, Timothée Chalamet who's in that movie. So, yeah, so, if you guys and also the director. It, it, yeah. If you guys, I'm really open though. I mean, obviously we can talk about it after, but yeah, I'm really open. Also, if there's you know, okay. anyway. I um I didn't really I've already given any thought, but I think at the next I'll 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 think about it okay. <laughs> and then I'll uh and then I'll I'll share it at the next podcast. I think yeah, definitely. I I don't know. I don't think we should. I mean, should we discuss it or are we just someone should we'll take it? We'll, we'll take it? it off air. We'll take it off air. I think I think we'll do that later. That's also possible. But, um. I think the best way to end it is to basically. I I I asked you guys this before. I don't think I, I don't think if you actually answered the question is would you recommend this movie? No, think, don't watch it. No. It's gonna freak you out. No, yeah. I would definitely recommend. I, mean, I, I would. I'm surprised yeah. if anyone hasn't seen it, like you know still hasn't seen it at this yeah. point. Uh, you've had you've had. I know a, good... a few. I know I know a few people that. Yeah, seen it. yeah. Call them up. Yeah, let them know. Get I, I them on air right I, I now. <laughs> I don't know whether I should get my parents to watch it. Yeah, Mario Cotillard is in it. <laughs> Come on. I think. <laughs> I mean, okay. I think my... What do you think was the selling point? You know, they always say every film has, uh, like, they wouldn't have made Casino. No, they wouldn't have made Goodfellas if Robert De Niro hadn't had that small part. You know, like, what do you think? What do you think of this movie? They were like, we need. But I'm. I remember, well, if you're going to talk about marketing selling points, yeah. I remember that they really did market it on this is how a pandemic would happen. It's like the yeah. movie that, you know, that it's like more realistic than any other pandemic movie of all time. They also sold it on the ridiculous cast. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, do you think there was it was just the cast as a whole or there was one clincher, like, you know? Like, I think, like my own they got a good they got a good tagline though. I'm, I'm looking at the poster now. Nothing spreads nothing spreads like fear. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, great. That's a good. That's, a good, that's a, great. That's a good one. It also, I have to say, it got me after watching it. I was very paranoid about touching my face. Made me realize how much <laughs> I, I touched my face. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's great. Like, was it two thousand times? I don't remember now. Exactly. It was like three to five times. Per minute? Oh yes, yeah. that's the thing in the movie that uh, really struck me is how nasty that woman is with Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's so nasty. That's the thing that really, like, really, like, brutalized you. 
I was like, what a bitch. <laughs> That's what was great about it is um, how difficult it is to coordinate things. Yeah, a, definitely. A... And, the, and the thing, the first thing that, that she points out is like, it's the holiday season. Mm. It's like, who cares? Seriously, mm. like, it's like Christmas is cancelled. It pretty much is this year anyway. Mm. Yeah. Well, on that bum note. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to end the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for talking about this with me. It's been a delight. Thank you. And uh, hope I think next time I, I'm going to make an executive decision and say next time we do hostiles. Great. That's good. Great. Great yeah. choice. That's good. Great cool. idea. Thank you very much, guys, and uh, talk you talk to you in the next one. All yes. right. So that was the discussion. Thank you so much for listening. There was a lot to get through in this movie, and we merely scratched the surface of everything that's in this incredible film. But please go and check out Small Screen, which is at www.small-screen.co.uk for even more pop culture news, features, and reviews. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at smallscreengb. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you, and goodbye.